not all readers are satisfied by the and then the wizard saves the day plot point. Some want to understand the magic. They want to know its boundaries, see its limitations, and be able to anticipate the main character's struggle. Mariah Richard. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And I wanted to congratulate you for not quoting Brandon Sanderson as we're talking about today's topic, which is magic systems. Oh, just wait, it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most common things for writers, especially new writers, to go into an info dump on is their magic system. I know I had a huge problem with this because I love my magic systems. That is half of the reason why I write fantasy, because I like creating them. And I want everybody to know everything about it because it's just so cool. It is a lot of information to process, and it is very dangerous to go into this huge, long explanation of all of the elements of your magic system when very little of it actually matters to the story. If you're interested in finding out more about how to build magic systems, then you've come to the right place. We have lots of episodes, especially, I believe it was our third season, we talked a fair amount about how to build a magic system, something that's balanced, something that's interesting. Today's episode is more about how to, after you've built it, not bore your readers with it. It's how to introduce the magic without overwhelming the reader. Also, as a side note, though we will be referencing magic specifically, you can apply this to other fantastical elements of your story, like super advanced technology or anything that needs to be explained because it's just integral to solving the plot. So why do you need to explain the magic at all in the first place? Here's where my Brandon Sanderson quote comes in. The author's ability to resolve conflicts in a satisfying way with magic is directly proportional to how the reader understands said magic. To translate that into normal human being, if your reader doesn't understand the magic system, then it's not a satisfying ending if you're using magic within the system. So if you want to use it to solve the problem, if it is the solution to the problem you set up at the beginning, then the reader must understand how it works, why it works, and most importantly, its limitations. I found it's a lot easier to understand the majority of the magic system at large if you start with its limitations. These are the parts of the magic system that help readers realize this is more realistic because we all look at magic and go, it would be a lot easier if I could just wave my hand and the remote would find me. So yes, you do need to explain your magic system, but you need to do it slowly. A mentor character is probably the most common tool for explaining a magic system without exposition. Hand in hand with that, for all of the stuff that your reader doesn't need to know for the final battle, it's very common to have that training montage. That moment where we know the character is learning stuff, but we don't necessarily have to. For everything else, your character is asking questions to their mentors so that you, the author, can answer your reader's questions. And it's something that you do over the course of the book. It's not something you introduce them to all at once. You're not info dumping your main character who's just learning all of the magic. Harry Potter didn't show up to his first day at school 
and learn everything there was to know about potions and transfiguration and charms and this. They started with the basics and over the course of seven years taught more and more about different elements of magic. The first Doctor Strange movie is another good example of that mentor character who trickled in the information as the character needed it in order to push him further. So you start just like the mentor would. You start by laying the foundation. To introduce your magic without an info dump, you simply need to show the basics. When the magic system was introduced in Mistborn, Kelsier did this really brief explanation of, yeah, there's people that can burn metal and it fuels their magic and each metal has a different use. Cool? Got it? Awesome. Let's move on. I believe we've mentioned it in some of our earlier episodes this month, but we're going to mention it again here. Start super vague and zoomed out so that your readers can get a broad strokes concept and then get more and more detailed as those particular details are necessary to the plot. If you don't introduce this foundation at the beginning and present the plausibility of what your solution is going to be in the end, you will end up with a deus ex machina. So don't forget that the beginning is for the foundation. After you've laid the foundation, then you can start building the rest of it. Over time, over the course of the rest of the story, you introduce the smaller details. So to bring back my example of Mistborn, she was given the basic foundation in the first conversation that they had. And then over the course of the story, she goes to each member of the crew to learn their type of metal from them. She went to Ham to learn how to use pewter. She went to Kelsier to learn iron and steel. She went to Breeze to learn brass. Nerd. Yes. <laughs> Having other characters besides your mentor character introduce these details is also a great way to break up the monotony of the training montage. And these things were not back-to-back -back within the story. They were separated by other plot points. So that really broke up all of that info dump. We didn't see an entire act of the story dedicated to just her learning the magic system. Because no one's going to remember that at the end. <laughs> Another, in my opinion, really fun way to introduce the magic system is through the drawbacks. So in the book I'm reading right now, the characters can suffer from mana toxicity if they use too many potions or chemical buffs at the same time. And it takes them extra long to recharge before they can use these things normally again. And you can bet the character didn't have someone tell them and he's like, you know what? I should avoid that. Nope. He took three potions in a row and then he basically knocked himself out. He learned the hard way, and that's always the best way to learn the drawbacks of a magic system. So you have your foundation. Those drawbacks are like the framework of the house that you're building, the magic system that you're building. It provides the outline because your readers will always think about the advantages of the magic. They'll think of all the potential things that you can do with it. When you provide what they can't do, then that helps put things into a box without having to explain everything that it does. Back in the day, people thought that with enough computing power, we would be able to predict all weather from here on out. The response to that became the birth of chaos theory, as I recall. Technology can't do everything for us, even if we think it can. The same thing goes for magic. 
there are things a human being has to do themselves because there's too many factors. The other thing you need to consider for what information you actually do release is you have to consider what role your magic has in the story overall. In the past, we've talked about soft magic systems and hard magic systems. Those soft magic systems are very just convenient. Magic happens. That's mostly Lord of the Rings, some Harry Potter. Those hard magic systems have hardened set rules. They need to have this particular metal consumed in Mistborn before they can use this particular ability. If you have a soft magic system, that means that it's not going to be used as the main solution to your story's problem. That means you really don't need to go into explaining the magic. You don't need to spend any time explaining the intricacies of how it works. If you have a hard magic system, it is used as the solution to the story's problem. So you do need to spend time on it. That's when you use the outline that we've kind of laid out for you. You lay the foundation, you set up the limitations, and then you can fill in the details, those gaps, over time through your story. And that's really the best way to communicate any element of your world, especially one that's too fantastic for this world. Over time, we've said it a bunch, don't dump it. Even if it's coming from a mentor character, don't have them say everything all at once. They get three sentences tops before you have to at least break it up. Learn another life lesson in between. I will say for me personally, I do spend a lot of time with info dumps with those details in my first draft because I'm figuring it out. I'm a pantser. I don't have it all plotted out. Even my magic systems, I don't have all plotted out. So in my first draft, I just have fun with it. I explain as much as I want. I word vomit all over the place and let the details, the exposition just be free. Then I'll go back and in my edits, I make sure to take out all those things that aren't relevant, that don't need to be explained in that moment because it's not necessary because maybe that piece of the magic system actually doesn't play a role in the rest of the story. Overall, Magic can be some of the most fun you can have when writing a story, when telling a story. Make sure it's fun for you to tell and it's awesome for your readers to read. But that's only going to happen if you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 